Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you might notice that I have a sexier voice today. It's because I have a cold. I will be coughing throughout the episode. And uh, it's always interesting to me that your body gives you your sexiest voice when if you kiss someone in or on the mouth, you will you are contagious. And so it's weird to me that you can attract, oh, I listen, I know, I got a real sexy voice today, but uh, anyways. What is happening right now? <laughs> this I'm, is the part where you normally say your dates and you're just in some sexy bit? What's happening? Oh, hi, I'm Shy Amundsen and no. I'm crabby today. I'm Chad, my voice I'm is so sexy. Crabby. I have on a young person's hat. Hey, everybody, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Has anybody seen my young person's hat that I hey wear all guys, the time? I don't have any dates. <laughs> coming up, but I know Chad's going to be in North Carolina at 26 <laughs> Acres Brewing Company on September 5th, and he's going to be in Atlanta at the Punchline September 5th, September 6th and 7th. He's going to be there with a very funny young man named Lee Kimbrell from Cincinnati. He's also going to be the next week at Cleveland uh, Hilarities in Cleveland. I like that club too. I wish I wouldn't have started that. Um... But I am ready to start the show. Enjoy the sexy voice, ladies. Ugh. Ugh, hay bales. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Across from me is Cyrus Amundsen. Hello! And over in the corner is Hey Bales. Hey Bales! And this is the middle of somewhere. Middle of somewhere. Middle Polo of somewhere. Polo shirt for Hey Bales Polo today. Polo shirt. Hey Bales today, and I'm going to tell you what I think he looks like today dressed like okay. that. Okay. He's yep. got a, a grayish uh, polo on with a black yep. t-shirt underneath it. Mm-hmm. He's got his hair combed in a way that leads me to believe with his headphones on, he looks like the putting commentary for the PGA. Yeah, he's got a real David Faraday hairstyle. But he also looks like a guy that tricks you into buying him beer by hitting better shots that he bets you after the PGA pros leave the course. He's a ringer. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's no way this fucking guy in that mustache and polo can hit it in that bucket 38 yards from here. There's no way. Exactly. And then, tonk, hay sure bales does. drops it in there. Yep. Well, let me tell you something. I, I don't know if you know this, Hay Bales, but I pretty strictly monitor your social media. You do? I, I, oh, yeah, I monitor his social media. I don't think I've ever even seen it. Yeah, I, I want to know what Hay Bales is doing and when he's doing it. And okay. because of that, I know that he went this past week to the state fair. Didn't you, Hay Bales? Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. And I know that, Chad. By the way, people in Minnesota, I don't know if state fairs are a big deal everywhere, but they make it into a real big deal here. Did you go? I did. I went on opening day. I was telling Hay Bales, I don't like, uh, I don't like to sit above other people's shit in a porta potty, so I like to go first day <laughs> before everything's ruined. I never went growing up because my dad... What? My dad... Yeah, dude, never. Not until I was an adult. I also didn't go to Valley Fair till I was an adult. I have to pause for a second. First of all, Valley Fair is like a Six Flags. For yeah, for those that, of you that don't yep. know. But uh, I, I do want to say the fact that you didn't grow up going to a state fair blows my mind because that's like part of getting your white trash card. <laughs> well, my dad 
hates crowds like that. He just doesn't like, he thinks it's awful. It's not fun to him. So he, he told us when we were kids, all I ever wanted to do, speaking of white trash, all I wanted to do was go to Valley Fair. Like, I want to ride the road. Like, I was through and through, like, my dream was a, a an amusement park. Sure. And my dad had no interest in going. So as kids, he told us that he really, really wanted to take us, but he couldn't because it was a private Baptist church camp and we were Lutheran. <laughs> wow. That's such a lie, but such a great burn. <laughs> and then he just never told us it wasn't true. So I was like 16 and my friends were like, you want to go to Valley Fair? And I was like, uh, I'm not Baptist asshole. Like, yeah, if you want to roll around with snakes, go for it. <laughs> Um, so no, I, I got to tell you, I agree with your dad about the crowds at the state fair because yeah. never in my life have I wanted to run to Walmart and grab a firearm so quickly. <laughs> let, let me tell you about people. As you know, I am against genocide, right? I think you, if if there are, uh, if there's something I know to be true about you, it's that I think you do not kill based on group, but. <laughs> individual trait 100% public execution listen to me it is packed at this place and you're gonna push a stroller around without a baby in it fucking bullet you're a family of five that needs to walk side by side guess what five bullets or maybe we line you up head to head and go through the temple one bullet I don't care it's so obnoxious and you know what? Not Let's go further. Not even at the State Fair. If you drive a sedan built after 2005 and you get passed by a semi-truck pulling live animals, pull over, bullet. I cannot deal with it. How is anyone that dumb? And I'll tell you this. Maybe, okay, the person pushing the stroller without a baby, maybe we let them live, but we make them adopt a baby. You can't be pushing a stroller around. It's like, it's ridiculous. You're clipping my heels. <laughs> well, then here, let's break down what Hay Bales did at the fair and okay. see where he lands. Okay. Because I have, Hay Bales thought it was a good idea to post on social media all the things that he ate and drank at the state fair just so anyone could look at oh it. Oh, my God. And it is a nightmare if people don't know. Yeah. It is a nightmare of food. Dude, it's you you know like in a movie when a quarterback takes like his offensive line out to dinner and he's like, get whatever you want, and then they smash to this table full of like ridiculous shit. Yes. Like there's a cake with chili on top of it yeah. and stuff. That's how hay bales is the whole offensive line. I don't want to like weight shame or food shame anybody, but fucking a hay bales. This list of foods is bonkers because also before i even get into it let me tell you he posted the list at 9 45 p.m so he oh, was wow. finished eating all the and i know he worked this day yeah so he was finished eating all these things by 9 45 p.m two things number yeah. one i pick on the way uh hay bales wears his polos and stuff to be goofy but there's yeah. that you look great yeah. So there's no great. shaming anything about we're not, you. Truly. We're not shaming anything about you except you, you, for this whole list and you who you are as a person. Great. I think it's um, Hay Bales is leaning to his left 
Yeah. And I've never seen him take that stance. And that looks like a trying to not shit your pants lean. <laughs> it's, and I guarantee you it's from these foods. Of course it I is. I guarantee you. So let me, let me give you the quick rundown. Okay. Let's start with food. For food, he kicked it off with a pronto pup. Which is classic fair food, good for you. Now, let me, I'm going I'm to come in and explain stuff. So there is a yep. corn dog and there's a pronto pup. Corn yep. dog is dipped in cornmeal or corn flour. Pronto pup uses wheat flour or pancake batter. And so it's I, basically, I'm guessing it's a, it's a hot no dog wrapped hay bales, in a pancake. No one hay bales, this is pancake batter for sure. Yep. So next up is something called feta Bites, which I assume are cheese curds, but instead of regular cheese, feta. Yeah, bales? it's like little fried raviolis with feta inside of it. So that's number two. Okay, that's pretty explanatory. I want you to know something. Nope. I had both mm -hmm. of those things at the fair. Keep going. Okay. Wow. What if you match up to this? Number three, <laughs> something called a deep fried dilly dog, which is one of three things. Some sort of fried hot dog with all the toppings. Some sort of Dairy Queen-style chocolate-covered ice cream hot dog. Or something that a guy uses to refer to butt sex. Deep-fried dilly dog? Fucking A. What an awful name. It does sound a little bit like a Cleveland steamer. Yeah, it's very butt sexy. Yeah. What is it? What is it, Hay Bales? So it's basically, a, it's like a corn dog, but it's a sausage stuffed inside of a pickle, which is then deep fried on a stick. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> that's, the Next. that's the turducken of heart attacks. Yeah. Next up, hush puppies. And I'll be honest, for 20 years, I've been pretending I know what hush puppies are, and I do not. <laughs> it's just like fried dough. Oh, it's fried dough. Okay. Uh, follow this up. It gets a little weird now. Deep fried alligator. Now I knew, I knew they had that at the fair because years ago, my nephew Seth found out he was allergic by eating some at the fair and going to the hospital. Oh, that's awesome. You know, for how white trash you think my family is, we do have one trait that put, we're very allergic as a family to eating reptiles and amphibians. It's the only thing that got you out of the swamps. My, my dad and I are both allergic to turtle, and we found that out uh, because a bunch of years ago, my brother killed a snapping turtle, and my family decided to fry it up and eat it. I was so hoping you were going to say there was a rash on your dick. <laughs> no. You know how somebody, if they kill a snapping turtle, they're like, let's bury his head over here and his body over there. Yeah. Nope. Greg was like, let's fry it up and eat it. So we did, and my dad that evening got so violently ill that my mom had to take him to the hospital. The next day, I throw up 27 times. Wow. My dad gets home. When we're both recovered, we're sitting there, and he goes, you know, come to think about it, I should have known better. I got sick from turtle 20 years ago. You stupid fucking asshole, Bruce. Are you trying to... You knew... <laughs> You knew you were allergic to turtle, and you just let us consume it as a family, you cocksucker? 20, wow, you don't eat, you're like, so he, grumpy. I, well, it was 27 times. If, he, if my dad had been like, guys, just a heads up, 20 years ago I had some turtle soup, got the sickest I've ever been in my life, I'd have been like, that's a great point, Pops. I'm not going to try this turtle at all. Not me. When I get allergic to stuff, I, I didn't start having kids till I found out I had a bad hip. 
I like to spread it around a little bit. Hey Bales tried something called a deep fried Monte Cristo sandwich. Yes, I told Chad before we started this no. was my favorite yeah. thing. From and I'm going to tell you something. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it used to have this amazing happy hour. I think a lot of them are closed now. It was a chain, but they used to have that exact same thing, and I would get it every Chi-chi's? time. Cheese? No, they sprinkle uh, uh, powdered sugar on it. Yep, yep. Wow, so it good. It was so good. Then deep fried shrimp and grits. And then mini donuts. He ate all of that shit, washed it down with a chocolate chip cookie beer, a maple bacon beer, and a key lime pie beer. Oh, my God. All very good, by the way. Oh, so there's no way a key lime pie beer is good. It's the worst pie. Who the fuck is eating key lime pie? Uh, I love key lime pie. You, what a weird <laughs> couple of humans. Yeah, the maple bacon one was my favorite. It came with an actual strip of bacon inside of it. It was incredible. Because so, you hadn't had enough food that was going to oh, kill you. Absolutely. You're like, can we get some more food that'll kill me in this beer? <laughs> now, hey, hey, Bales, did you have Sweet Martha's chocolate chip cookies? The only I, thing that yeah, matters at the fair. I did not, unfortunately. I, so, so this, this operation, they just make little... They're almost like um, a little bigger than silver dollars. Yep. And they make these uh, chocolate chip cookies, and they sell them, and it's they sell them by the bucket. By the bucket, yep. Or a cone. You can get a little little paper cone, but they stack them up so high, you have to be some sort of America's Got Talent street fair <laughs> balance magician <laughs> to get it out of there. I told the lady, because I got some, and she kept stacking them up. I go, that's enough. I'm Look at me. I'm not going to eat all that. What are you doing? And then the people behind me each got a bucket. There were three of them, $17 for a bucket. They each got a bucket. These were big people. I'm going to tell you something. They got behind me, and I didn't know it was happening. There was labored breathing, I'm going to call it. And I'll tell you something else. This isn't the Rolling Hills State Fair or the, uh, you know, Kathmandu State (laughs) Fair where you have to walk up part of Kilimanjaro. This is... Legit flat. It's a flat land, and they. You can take your vehicle there. Yes, they walked over to the line, and I understand you got to pick up your giant shoes that have like special (laughs) orthopedics in them or whatever. But they were winded walking into line, and then they each got a bucket of cookies. Enough is enough. The fact that I didn't get run over by a motorized cart was amazing to me. The only two times I've been to the fair, what I do is I get the bucket, right? I get the full bucket of cookies, and then they have an all-you-can-drink milk stand, right? Okay. And I go over to the all-you-can-drink milk stand, and I just eat cookies and drink milk until I'm literally, like, you know a dog that's like, that dog shouldn't eat anymore, and he doesn't know any better? I just do that till I'm physically sick to my stomach, and then I just drop everything right where it's at, and I walk out of the fair. Oh, that's you're you're like a dog that eats grass, grass after winter, where every winter they're like, well, I've never had this before, <laughs> end up puking. Like you've had it every year. What are you talking about? In this at the state fair, obviously there are lines for everything everywhere. Yeah, it's the worst. And I don't know if you know anything about me, but I always pick the wrong line. Always. Yeah. If you ever see me somewhere and you see me in a line, go to a different line. Because I will go 
I will get to the grocery store. There'll be 15 people in one line, and I'll get behind where there's two people. And all of a sudden, someone needs to write a check from a bank account that's been closed, or they pull out some sort of envelope full of coupons where it's like they have so many coupons that the store owes them money at the end of it. And then they have to fill out some sort of like stock dividend sheet. I mean, it takes forever. Side note, I just thought of this. My grandma one time used coupons, but she brought back, she was so good at bringing stuff back and getting returns. She brought back a pair of Levi's she bought me to a store that didn't sell Levi's. (laughs) They just gave her the money to get her out of the store because she was saying things like, well, you're a store, though. You know how to get a hold of Levi's, right? I'm a person. I don't have their number. And they were finally like, lady, we're going to give you this money to go. Isn't that incredible? What a hero. S- speaking of lines, I, wanna, I also want to throw this out there. If you are a person that's in back of the line and then a new cash register opens up and goes, hey, I'll help the next person in line. You're not the next person. You're the last person. <laughs> I have almost killed, so I know I've talked about killing a lot, but listen, this is another one. I was at a grocery store once where the lady goes, I can help the next person in line, and the person from the end goes. And I go, well, listen, I don't know uh, how the number system works, but I'm clearly the next person in line. And so the guy kept ringing up his stuff. I go, I have two things, and I've been waiting here. And the guy goes, well, would you like to go? And I go, no, what I would like is for human beings to know how lines work. That's what I would like. The other side of that, though, is I've been at the back of the line with a handful of people in front of me, and the lady next door goes, hey, I'm open for the next person in line, and all of them stand there. And if you hear that, and you don't get out of line within 10 seconds, I think you're stupid, and I'm going. I point. I point to him. If I'm back in line, I go, that's you. You're the only person that's considered next in line. That's you. <laughs> that's it. No one in this store is considered next in line except you. That's what the word next means. Go. Go over there. And then other people will try. I go, I wasn't pointing at you. Clearly, I was pointing over you. Can you not see how I point around things? I'm a huge spaz, but there are times when I pick the perfect line and it's absolutely amazing. Now I was in line at Walmart the other day and I was there with my daughter and I was teaching my daughter the independence of the self checkout line. Okay. Now my daughter was, she was weighing a tomato and then when she looked at me to ask how to do it, she'd already done everything right. But when she she turned and put her hand on the scale and like leaned and looked at me and I bought a two pound tomato. Do you know how impossible that is? Guinness Book of World Records has probably contacted Walmart wondering who brought in the two pound tomato. But no one did. It was my daughter leaning on the scale. I paid $4.77 for a tomato that said it was two pounds. And then I'm telling her, I go, hey, you can either carry the grocery bag that had, now careful, because it's going to be heavy, there's a two pound tomato in there. (laughs) And so she's like, you're so embarrassing. Dad, there were people right behind me that I knew from school. And I turned around and it's like the nerdiest of nerds. And I was like, if you think for a second I give a shit 
about these nerdy kids behind me. I don't. I just paid for a two-pound tomato. That I, I, unfortunately, most of my information this week is from Whole Foods because I spend a lot of time in grocery lines. I go to Whole Foods pretty much every single day because it gives me something to do. And, oh, your uh, life is so sad. <laughs> I've noticed there are three types of people who come to Whole Foods. One, rich moms, obviously, right? Yep. Maybe rich dads, but mostly rich moms. Uh, the, like the healthy people, like the granola, eat crunchy. They, I don't see them there anymore for like full groceries. I think they go to, because Amazon owns it now. Okay. So the only time they come that. there is they need like one specific thing. Like, hey, I'm... Here for my free-range apple cider vinegar, shit like that. Like one thing that's not carried somewhere else. And then the third type is me, guy who can't afford to go to Whole Foods but is currently spending an amount of money at Whole Foods that will cause his divorce. Oh. So I go there a lot, and I was there, and I walked through, and I didn't grab a cart, and I ended up getting more things than I needed. Okay. So I'm starting to use my pockets to hold stuff like a thief. And... <laughs> I go up and I get in line and uh, I unfortunately know, I know everybody that works there. Like I know what they look like. So I've, this girl I've recognized before. Are you the put, norm never, of Whole Foods? That's where we're going and it's a bummer. Oh, yeah. gross. Because what, I put all my food up there and she says to me, she goes, no sweet potatoes today? No. And that's, and that's how I remembered there were sweet potatoes in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, and that's how I know that I promise you the Whole Foods workers make fun of me behind my back. Easily. I fucking guarantee it. I'm, like, what Whole Foods is it? Because I'm going to start going there to help them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, here's a newsflash for anybody listening. If you are a regular at a place where young people work, they fucking make fun of you all the time, man. There's no doubt oh, about it. Uh, Joel and I used to work, and my brother Greg, we all worked at this deck bar up in, you know, Alexandria yep. near where we're at, right? And uh, the any there were regulars who'd come, and we were ruthless. There's this guy who always wore Hawaiian shirts when he'd be coming down the steps. Like, kids working would be like, here comes Tommy Bahama. Get ready to listen to stories about the ocean. Fucking just, like, just ripping on this guy. Oh, holy shit. That made me think of this. Uh most of the regulars would come to the deck bar on Wednesday. Okay, why? Right? Because there was a guy who sang music on the deck on Wednesday. So oh, it was okay. always packed. And here's the thing. This guy, he was good. He was, a, he, was a, he was a good singer, and he was a really nice guy. But every week he would ask the crowd, because it was a lot of regulars, but then also people staying at the resort. Yeah. Right? And so he would ask people if there were any birthdays, and there were always a few birthdays. And then he would also always say, all right, I'm going to sing you happy birthday. It's your choice, Bob Dylan or Elvis Presley. And then, like, throughout the crowd, people would be like, Dylan, Elvis Presley. And every time he'd be like, I heard Bob Dylan, happy birthday. And then he'd go into it. Sure. And my brother Greg over time developed a theory that he did not have an Elvis Presley impression. And... <laughs> He got really angry. He got everybody on board. We were like, yeah, there's no way he has one. So <laughs> packed deck on a Wednesday night. Greg and I are cooking, right? And he asked for birthdays. A few people say they have one. And he goes, who do you want? And before he even gets want out, he hasn't said Elvis. He hasn't said, but he just goes, who do you want? And Greg, the loudest and also the most clearest anyone has ever said anything goes, 
Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. <laughs> and in the best movie moment of all time, like the deck bar screeches to a halt and he goes, what did I, did I hear Bob Dylan out there? <laughs> Happy birthday. And then he went into Oh, that's so great. It was amazing. But people are there. If you're a regular at a place, people are making fun of you. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta, Can I keep? Oh, go ahead. I got to tell you something about uh, about Greg. I had a, uh, someone come to a show in San Francisco because last week I said Greg looked smart because of his glasses or but I something like that. Yeah, it was something to that effect. But but Greg needs glasses, correct? He does wear them. He does okay. need them. Because I in San Francisco, I was making fun of guys that wore fake glasses to the bar mm -hmm. to look smarter, when yeah. really all you're doing is letting the girl know you have inferior DNA. <laughs> it really is. It's like, hey, anybody want a baby with bad eyesight? Meet you back at the dumpster if you can find it. I mean, so... so I, Let I, me fuck this macular degeneration right <laughs> into you. <laughs> Uh, so, so that, that that's the difference is that Greg needs his glasses. Yeah. Uh, can I can I stick on Whole Foods? I can hope. Because I, I had a, I, hope you I, had a do. I had a pretty big Whole Foods week. Let's do it. So that was one. Number two was, and this is the one that I knew you were going to be waiting for. Okay. It's an altercation. Oh. Yes. I like uh, when you get mad at people. I know you do. So you're gonna be you're gonna love this. Uh, I am leaving Whole Foods. Okay. I'm in the Whole Foods parking lot. Sure. I walk by an SUV. The back of the SUV is open. Yep. And there's a dad near the back of the SUV. Yep. And I know he's a dad because on the floor of the back of the SUV, he is changing his baby's diaper. Hero. And hero. Absolutely. I, that is the worst shit. I saw it and I go, I... Like, you know, it's that thing where you, you can't keep what's inside of you inside of you. I go, hey, your baby's penis is out in this parking lot. And he was like, excuse me? And I go, your baby's penis is out, visible in the Whole Foods parking lot. Yep. And he goes, mind your own business. I go, this is my business. This is a public parking lot that you just put your baby's dick in. What if, and this is, and I, at this point, I think I'm winning, right? Can I tell you something? You're wrong. Go ahead. You're not. I'm winning. I'm correct. And then this was a sidestep. I go, what if I was a pedophile? And I stand by that. I stand Ooh. by that sentiment. I just wish I would have put the what if on someone else. I wish I would have said, what if that guy was a pedophile? I didn't. I said, what if I was a pedophile? Uh, to which he responded, what are you, a fucking pedophile? And I go, no, but if I was, your baby's dick is out. You can't do this. There's a, and there was a Whole Foods chat has a changing table in its bathroom. Not very far away. There is no reason... I told him, for you to be doing this out here. Mm -hmm. And he just kept telling me to mind my own business. And I, like, I'm, like, walking by him, and we're, sh we're shouting at each other like dads whose kids just got into an altercation in Little League. Like, we know we yeah. shouldn't fight each other, but that's not going to keep us from shouting tough things as we head different directions. Right, as you're both loading up your minivans? Yeah. 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 
And then I just lost it. And I just started shouting in the parking lot, Hey, attention! Free baby dick over here. Oh, Attention. If God. you're somebody looking for a baby dick, this dad here is responsibly just letting you have it. Bring your cell phones. Bring your eyeballs and feast on this dad's openly displayed baby's baby dick. And he was just shouting the F word at me. And then I stopped. And as I was getting into my car... I just heard him go, oh, God damn it. And I don't know why he said that. I think he got pissed on. I, I, I don't. I, that, uh, that's one of my hopes. The other one is because the whole time he was, we were arguing, he was changing the diaper. My hope is that he accidentally put the shitty diaper back on the baby. But you, <laughs> that's also a good, a good call. But you of all people, how do you think I'm wrong right now? Uh, listen. I think that a baby's privates, girl or boy, is like everyone needs to be an adult about that because a baby, they don't go, hey, dad, I think in about 30 minutes I'm going to shit my diaper. They I just, totally, but here's the p point that you're missing. I, if, he, if we were in a park, okay. I totally agree. Yep. He was... Less than a hundred feet away from a place to privately do this. I'm going to continue what? to disagree with you on this. Well, you're going to continue to be wrong. Well, I know you're. I know you've only been right your entire life, but you are going to continue. And one time in no, third hey, grade. Bales, one time. On. Listen. Hey. One time in third grade. Uh, <laughs> hey, hold on. Hey, okay. Bales. Hey, Bales. You got your mic. Yeah, I got it. You don't have any children, right? I do not. Who's right? Uh, I. I could see both points of view. Honestly. You're such a pussy. Put your <laughs> mic away, hey, Bales. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to tell you my something. Brother, my brother and his wife are on your side, but it's only because they just had a baby. It's, it's only because they just had a baby. It's because when you're, when you're a parent, you have like not a lot of time to do anything. You don't have time to go back into the store to change your kid's diaper. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I agree with this guy. I also love the fact that you were yelling like free baby dick. That makes me laugh a whole bunch. Because the fact that you yelled that is so absurd to me. Also, you got to be careful how you word things because sometimes your voice cracks right away and it's hard to hear the first couple words. So you can't go, what if I was a pedophile? Because he maybe didn't hear what if. And you're just like, I was a pedophile. And he's like, wait, what? You're a pedophile? There could be miscommunication going on there as well. But besides, that is the only thing. Right that now, is the only thing I regret. In my kitchen, above the cupboards, are a bunch of framed uh, album covers, and mm -hmm. one of them is Nirvana's "Nevermind." And my niece and nephews love it. They go, "Hey, hey, Unc, you have a wiener kitchen," and they like run around <laughs> and high five. That's amazing. Yeah, you do have a wiener kitchen. I do have a wiener kitchen, and guess what? It feels great. Hey, Bales, and I'm not calling Chad a hypocrite, but we heard him freak out like m very few episodes ago about nudity on Instagram. And I, and I know those things are different, but it, it was maybe, maybe it was so offensive to me because it wasn't just that he was changing the diaper, but that it was so easy for me to see the naked baby. Maybe like you didn't go to any effort to hide your naked baby at all. I'm telling you, at, at a certain point in a parent's day, what time was this? Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, he's already done making any effort to hide anything. That's just true. Even his baby's dick. Well, I think what he was counting on is at Whole Foods, 
no one was going to be walking by that was attracted to babies. And then there you come, walking through the park. That lot. is wildly inaccurate to summarize this. That's true. Can I, can I tell you uh, a story about another line that I was in? Yeah, let's just do let's just do foods and lines this whole episode. This really yeah. this really changes the tempo of this episode, but I was in Walgreens because <laughs> that's the only place where they sell Haagen-Dazs ice cream. And I'm going to tell you something, I'm an ice cream snob. Yeah, are you? Yeah. Now, also I mean, you look at me and you think that guy eats ice cream indiscriminately. But yeah, that's I, not if, true. if somebody told me, "Hey, I saw Chad the other day eating ice cream out of a shoe." I'd be like, yeah, it checks out. You can bet your sweet ass it was Haagen-Dazs. Yep. Okay. Because I'm an ice cream snob. I love how it tastes. And I also get the quart, not the pint. I know a lot okay. of people are. A lot of people can eat a couple bites and put it back in the freezer mm-hmm. when they have a pint. I don't do that. I finish a pint, and sometimes I think, I could have gone for a little extra. And so I get the quart. I never finish the quart, but, but I don't know. Because I don't, I don't know if I have a pint. I don't know if I have less or more because it's a quart. Yep. So I'm sitting there and it's just me and there's a lady in front of me and a lady working the (laughs) counter and they finally realize they know each other and the lady, the lady customer to the person working the cash register goes, oh my God, how have you been? What's been going on? And she goes, well, since last time you saw me, I got a divorce. And the lady goes, that's great. Are you having fun? And she goes, well, he was the one that wanted it. Oh no. (laughs) That's not a Walgreens talk. Nope. So now I'm just standing there listening to two people have a very private conversation with a rich person's ice cream. I mean, you're telling me I don't have it. Uh, I'm not living on easy street. I'm buying a quart of Haagen-Dazs, brah. It is the fact that I don't have boat shoes on right now. Is with three polos with one of the collars flipped up, shut your face. So I'm listening to this. Then the other lady, the customer lady who asked about the divorce, she goes, since you saw me last, I also got a divorce. No. And I was like, what? Then the lady, the cash register lady goes, I'm going to start calling her the employee. The employee okay, yeah starts crying and she goes what's with all the divorces (laughs) then the customer starts crying i'm assuming an empathetic like a sympathy cry where she's not even sad but there's two women i'm the only one in there holding ice cream like a jackass like one time i did mushrooms and i was sitting i was laying by a garden where two people were gardening because I thought I was watching gardening on TV. And they were like, what are you doing? I just stopped and laid there and watched them garden. And that's what this felt like. I was watching a very private conversation that I had like slept, sleepwalked into. And so finally, I just open up the Haagen-Dazs, peel the protective film off the top, and I go, ice cream? I just held it right to them. I go, this feels like an ice cream moment. Should we have some ice cream? They're crying. I go, I'm divorced too. Still crying, not even looking at me. And I said, by the way, you didn't have to go through all this. You just could have asked me to make out. (laughs) Then we see some real shit happen. One of them got real mad and one of them couldn't stop laughing. 
And then I just set the Hagen Doss down and left. I didn't know if I was ever going to get it. So, yeah, I get it. Like, you guys each got a divorce and one of you didn't want one. I didn't have ice cream. How do you keep cookies and cream tits alive without feeding them when you just have butter chicken over riced cauliflower for dinner? Yeah. The reason no I chance. the reason I ate that is cuz I knew I was going to get <laughs> the some ice, ice cream, cream later. Yeah. And then I didn't get any and then I stepped on the scale, I'd lost a pound. No thank you. <laughs> no thank you. What am I on a health kick? I wrote a bunch of jokes for my stand-up act that have to do with my tits. You think I'm going to lose them before I record a special? Think again. Absolutely not. That's that's a lot of effort down the toilet. I mean, this is going to be a weird transitionary sentence, but speaking of a lot of effort down the toilet. No, no. No, no, no. It's, it's not what you think at all. It's not what you think at all. But it made me think of this. Uh, which I've kind of been telling you this as, as we've gone, but I haven't given you the details. Um, so, you know, I'm in OCD therapy. I do. Right? So uh, I am at the point of OCD therapy where we're starting to do exposures. Okay. So what you do is, so let's say I have a hard time going in and out of doors, and I do these compulsions, these activities, these repetitive activities going in and out of doors. Okay. So the way I do an exposure is I have to go in and out of the door, have the the thoughts that I have and not commit the compulsions. Now, can right? I can I come in here and just explain something to people who haven't listened before? Let's sure. say they're listening for the first time. You do this, you repeat these things until you get them right in your mind because yep. you are worried someone in your family may die if, if you don't do it right. A num I'm worried about a number of large things, yeah. Okay, now, now and again, I just to someone like me, and I'm not making fun, I'm saying to someone mm -hmm. like me, if, if a family member dies because you don't open a door right or leave a store correctly, they deserve it. They're weak. <laughs> right? We feel, we feel very differently. Okay. We feel, we feel very differently. I know we and I'm do. probably going to edit this out. So, we, uh, so, we, we're gonna, so the building that the, 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 the therapy is in is like a 12 or more story building, and it's got all these offices. Okay. Right? So his plan for exposures is... He has to take the control away from me. I don't get to have any control. So I am supposed to follow him around this building and do exactly what he does, exactly the way he does it. So if he opens a door and goes through it, I just have to go and open a door and go through it without doing any OCD. We started out very close to one another, and then I wouldn't stop talking to him during it. And he's like, you can't talk to me. Walk further back. So he made me walk further behind him. Yeah. So now everybody in this building is watching a grown man in nice clothes, followed by a grown man in the way I dress, <laughs> follow behind him from like five to ten feet doing literally everything he does exactly the way he does it. And it started, I started noticing people watching me, and it was so funny to me that I couldn't, like I just started addressing it. Like we'd walk through the bank, and somebody would look at me and I'd be like, this human smells nice. Let's follow him. And then oh, we'd walk yes. through the bank. And then eventually we have to come back through the bank. So then yep. that same person sees me still following this That's guy. That's great. You, look, you probably look a lot like a little brother. 
Yes. Oh, I kept, I called him dad a lot, which he didn't love. Uh, I kept asking him if he'd move in with me from a distance. And then the one that I think bothered him uh, was I very loudly said, if you don't want your coworkers to fall in love with you, maybe you shouldn't kiss them in the break room, doctor. And, uh, wow. Does he ever turn around and go, do you even need this? Is this just for your podcast? (laughs) He might. He, he, the problem is he's a cool guy and he has a great sense of humor. So we go outside after I say that and he goes, this isn't going to work. We have to do it different. And then uh, just as a side note, the moment we decide we're going to do it different, this woman bursts through the door, leaving the building, carrying like a bunch of stacks of paper cups. Sure. And she walks out the door and she goes, ah, these fucking cups. And then just keeps going. <laughs> And I had this moment where I was like, wait a second, is everyone in this building doing OCD therapy? <laughs> but so uh, so the new plan is that we're working on now is we go to a spot in the building and he gives me a task. Like you have to go to go into the bank and get this thing and bring it back to me without doing any OCD okay. and go through this door and that door and that door. Right. Oh, he's training you to rob a bank that he might be. That's probably an easier solution than what's actually happening. Patsy. Dude, he he gave me one. He's like, go down, go in there, come back out, go into the bathroom. And I have an issue with a handicap stalls, an OCD issue. Like I have no issue with the handicapped people. I have an issue with the stalls. Okay. And I don't like to go in them. And so he's like, go in the handicap stall, touch the handicap railing, and then come back to me. Right? That's part of my routine. So he sends me. I'm doing everything great. I get into the bathroom. I get into the handicap stall. I grab it with one hand. And I'm feeling like I want to work hard. Like I, w- I want to be proud of myself. I want to really do this. Sure. So I sit down on the toilet and I grab the other handle. So I'm holding both handles sitting in the down? stall. Nope. Pants are up. Okay. And that's, that's important. Uh, because I'm sitting there and I'm like really focusing, like I had my eyes closed for a second. I'm dealing with my anxious thoughts and my obsessions, right? Good for you. And the desire to do compulsions. It's good. a, this, this, this good moment for me. And I'm, I'm really proud of myself and I open my eyes and apparently there was somebody else in the bathroom that was peeing that I didn't notice when I came in, yeah. uh, because I was pretty focused because now he's standing in front of the mirror, looking at me in the mirror because I just had left the stall door open, and he goes, what are you, trying to shit through your pants? And then he just left. And so that guy gets to tell that story to everybody. Yeah, he sure does. And I have been. Yeah, I, I know you have been. But but uh, on an honest ending here, how, how, how is it feeling? It's difficult. It is difficult, but it's good. It's one of, I think, I think beating those things is something that you look back and realize how successful you were. And as you're going through it, it's just, you know, it's very small victories at a time. So there's not like this big aha moment. And and, and this is something my therapist said, because I know you have to go, right? But this is one thing that my therapist said. Mm -hmm. He said, the most important thing here, one of the most important things is support from your friends and family. And he goes, I don't want to say that you overcoming your OCD specifically relies on this, 
But if there's anybody out there who you love, who you've expressed your love towards that hasn't reciprocated it, if they could do that, I think it would really instill this confidence in you that could really help you make some positive gains and be the best version of yourself possible. And uh, that's just something that he just offhandedly mentioned at the end of the session. So I know you got to go, but I, uh, this was a fun show and I love you. I, I, I do. And I, I completely agree with that guy. And I'd like to give him some, some ideas of what you could go and do and work on your stuff. And I think I'll get a hold of him for that. But that sounds like the worst idea. No, I think I'm going to. And I also just have one more thing on my list today that I know I sent you that um, I love Yoohoo, the fake chocolate milk. And I have had it several days in a row and it is so good. But anyways, I do have to go. But I hope you find those people and I hope you get what you need from them. That was a really clever, because you sounds like Yoohoo. I hope somebody puts a Yoohoo bottle inside of your asshole. Can I tell you something? Me no, too. No, I knew you were going to love that. Yeah. I knew you were going to love me that. Too. Yeah, I knew you were going to love that. Uh, you love that like I love you and you love me. Show's over. I love you. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.